as you take your seat, I invite you to pray with me in this. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, God, in our present life. Thank you, O oh God, for your healing touch, grace, and mercy upon those who stand in need of physical healing, spiritual healing, emotional and mental healing. Thank you, O oh God, for those who are on our prayer list. We lift them up, O oh God, knowing that your grace is sufficient for them. Knowing, O oh God, in your faithfulness, you are present with them, Holy Spirit. Thank you, O oh God, for each person under the song of my voice. And thank you, O oh God, for this nation in which we live. Ask your blessings, O oh God, upon every soul in this nation, every leader. Likewise, every nation in the world and every, every soul, O oh God, in the world. For we are all your children. And as I, O oh God, stand before my brothers and sisters to share this message, I do pray, God, that you would take me out of self. Allow your Holy Spirit to minister in me and through me, God. Grant us all ears to hear, hearts to receive, and spirit to respond. And when it's all said and done, God, may you be glorified in us and through us. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving, and the people of God say together, Amen, Amen, and Amen. You heard earlier that the rose on the altar is uh, on behalf of Mabry Amelia, the grandchild, granddaughter of Larry and Susan Porterfield, and 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 they are beaming. You know, every time you know we mention uh, you know her name, and rightfully so, because every time a life comes into the world, it is an expression of God. It's expression of God's love, and it brings joy to our hearts. I also believe it is an expression, that rose is an expression of the gratitude uh, that is expressed from the heart of the parents and the grandparents and, and all those who are associated with this family. It is an expression of gratitude unto God to say, and us, the church family, to say that we thank God you know, for Mabry's safe journey into this world and the joy that she has already brought and will continue to bring to this family. Gratitude is it's very important. It's very important that we take time to express gratitude to people for either what they have done or what they have uh, shown us in life as we journey through this life. I do believe that, you know, God expects us to offer gratitude also unto God. And that gratitude is, is something that comes from deep within our soul. When we think about God and when we think about all that God has given us, all that God has provided for us, the many ways that God is present with us in our good days, in our challenging days, in our days that are questioning, in our days that are dark. Gratitude says unto God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you for your faithfulness in all of the seasons of life. I also believe that the hymn writer uh, said it well when he put you know, words to this hymn, Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. 
all that I have needed, thy hand God has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Have you experienced God's faithfulness in your life? And I'm talking about today. I'm talking about just yesterday. I'm talking about the day last week. Because every day is an opportunity for us to express gratitude unto God when we acknowledge the presence of God in our lives, in the world, in the pain, in the suffering, in the rejoicing. Gratitude says unto God, we are thankful. We appreciate all that you have given us, even when we don't deserve it. Whenever I go to the local uh, Chick-fil-A, there is a uh, a young staff member who is uh, has great potential for being a leader, but for now he you know he serves most of the time on the line outside, and his name is Keegan. And Keegan stays in my spirit because I have known him now for over two years, and every time I see Keegan, he remembers my name. He says hi. You know, Miss Virginia, and you know, it took me a while because I realized this young man is remembering my name all the time, so I need to know his name. So it took me a while, you know, to get his name so I could say it up front and say it boldly, right? But every time I said, how are you, Keegan, today? He will always respond with, better than I deserve, Miss Virginia. And I thought, oh my goodness, what humility in such a young man. But he speaks from a heart of gratitude, a heart that truly knows Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And I thought, wow, you are going places with the Lord, young boy. But this is what I want to draw us to in this season of Lent as we are nearing closer to Easter. You know, we have um, been, I hopefully, you all have been, you know, wearing these little purple bracelets and hopefully giving them out to people along the way. Uh, And so people could ask us, what is this on your hand? And then we have an opportunity to witness and to say to people, this is a way that we are expressing gratitude and our desire is to go deeper with Jesus Christ in our relationship. And you never know how God is going to open up the rest of that conversation. But that's all we have to do because God will, you know, if you wear it, God will allow somebody to see it and ask the question, right? And then you can talk about the gratitude that is in your heart for God through Jesus Christ. So this is what I believe the gospel writer, John, is helping us to understand. And I want us to kind of focus in on that overwhelming gratitude that I saw in the text through Mary, the character of Mary. You all know Mary. Most of you know her. She is no stranger to us. Mary is the sister of Martha, the one who is always busy and cannot seem to to find time to sit with God, you know, and she's complaining to Jesus at one point, tell her to get up from your feet, sitting at your feet, and come and help me serve in the household. She is the sister of Lazarus. Uh, uh, you know, the one who Jesus raised from the dead. You all remember him too in the text, right? But the is, what's interesting about this gospel reading for us today from John is that 
It is also presented in two other Gospels. It's presented in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, and it's also presented in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. And if you were to do a, a comparison of these three stories, you would see, you would read different details um, from the writers in each one because they are, you know, particularly concentrating on, on some specifics that they heard and experienced with Jesus, and they want to share that from their perspective. But today, in the Gospel of John, we hear John saying something rather interesting, and we also have to reference a little bit um, back into Matthew 26 and Mark 14, because Jesus said something that is so important about Mary that I believe uh, we need to hear it again, and we need to be able to reflect upon it. So what did Jesus say in Matthew and Mark about Mary that we didn't hear in John's gospel today? Jesus said that what Mary had done, that it would be a memorial throughout the world for what she did unto Jesus or what she did for Jesus. So what did Mary do? Well, we heard it in the reading this morning. She found herself, you know, at Jesus's feet and she took a very expensive bottle of perfume or if you want to call it fragrance and she anointed Jesus's feet and she took her hair and she wiped his feet with her hair. That is so symbolic because number one, in those days and time, you know, women did not let down their hair, you know, you know, among other people except in the presence of their mate, right? And, and, and the scholars will tell you that, you know, anointing Jesus' feet was a way of Mary saying from her heart, I am so grateful. I am overwhelmed with all that you have done, Jesus, in my life, in the life of my family members, raising my brother, you know, from the dead, allowing us to understand the resurrection better, allowing us to, to be your friend because Jesus visited their home in Bethany on several occasions before he went to the cross. Mary was saying, Jesus, I am giving you all that I have. And she said, I am giving it freely. I am giving it so that you may know how much I love you. And of course, in this text, we hear Judas, the voice of Judas. And Judas is saying, what a waste. Why didn't you take all, you know, that perfume that is worth... 300 denarii, which is a whole lot of money in their time, you know, and feed the poor. And what did Jesus say in response? Jesus defended Mary. He said, let her alone. He said, what she has done is prepared him for his burial. Jesus was already ahead in his mind and spirit, knowing that the days were getting shorter 
that he would have to go to Jerusalem and he would have to bear the sins of humanity upon the cross. And he also saw Mary's heart. He also saw how committed, how sold out she was for him, that she was willing to sacrifice everything that she had, the most expensive thing that she had to say to Jesus, you are worth this and so much more. You are so valuable in my sight and in my heart. So the question for us when we think about Mary in her expression of gratitude, overwhelming gratitude towards Jesus, the question for us is, how are we expressing gratitude, overwhelming gratitude towards Jesus as we journey throughout this Lenten season? How are we spending time and allowing Jesus to draw us closer in spirit and then to overflow from our heart into service? I've said often that we need to spend time in the Word of God. Lent is an opportunity for us to, to learn and to relearn and to experience and to re-experience anew what God wants to do in our lives. Lent is an opportunity for the church to witness to people wherever we are, at work, at home, at play, at community, wherever we are. It's an opportunity to say, my heart is so full of Christ that it is overflowing out of me and I'm sharing that freely and I'm sharing that overwhelmingly so others may know this Jesus that I know. Last week, I had the privilege of being in Palestine for elders and deacon retreat. And I had stayed up one night late uh, preparing with God the message for today, asking, Lord, what do you want me to say? Lord, where do I begin? What's the title for this message, God? So I stayed up and, you know, you do the usual reading and praying and all of, and then I went to bed and I woke up early the next morning and went downstairs to um, the little continental breakfast area in the hotel. And I had with me at that table, I had an elder colleague and I had a deacon colleague. They are friends of mine. So we sat down to eat breakfast and to just you know, reflect on what's going on in our ministries. And, you know, they started telling me about the joys and the concerns in their ministry. And I started to tell them at that point about my joys and my concerns in my ministry. Yes, I was talking about y'all just like y'all talk about me. All good things, right? Yeah, yeah. So I am talking, and somewhere in the conversation, there was this woman that came through one of the doors where the, the, all the food was, and immediately I made contact with her. And when I looked at her, I thought, ooh, this, this young woman, something is going on with her. That's just the spirit discerning. You know, she looked like she had just jumped off a bed and, and maybe pulled on some sweats and didn't bother to comb her hair and just slipped on, uh, you know, some slippers and came downstairs to get breakfast. Right. 
So I continue to share my joys and my concerns about my ministry here at St. Matthews. And I, for some reason, I mentioned, I was talking about Jesus. You know, I said, with all the concerns, Jesus is able, right? And all of a sudden, this woman just jumped into the conversation. And she said, that's what I'm talking about, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he is so great. And he is this and he's that. And she had a plate in her hand and she sat it down. And I was like, ooh. And I'm watching and my friends are watching. And she's like, yeah. She said, Jesus delivered me. And she started naming her sins. I'm not going to tell y'all what her sins are. You know, she started naming her sins. And she started saying how Jesus gave her joy. And I'm like, wow, wow. So somewhere in between there, because I know we had to leave and go to our meetings. I said, um, I said how may I pray with you? So she told me some things that she was concerned about. So I invited my colleagues to, you know, to touch with her and to pray right there, you know, early in the morning in this breakfast area. And the next thing I know, people who were sitting around us came, even one of the staff members who was putting out the food, she came and she was speaking in tongues while I'm praying. Don't know what she was saying, but I know, but I knew that it was something of praise unto God. And this woman started to cry. She started to cry, and I remember hugging her. And I did ask her her name, but I'm not going to mention her name. Uh, but I asked her her name, and, I, and, and then as I hugged her, she whispered in my head. She says, I know he loves me. She says, but, you know, help me to pray that I don't forget that he loves me. You know, she said some other things. And I felt so filled in my spirit in that moment, that even when we, you know, got in our cars and drove miles to the conference site, and I was just feeling good on top of the world, and and some of my uh, our DS was there, and he said, "Woo, y'all sure look happy this morning. It's early this morning." I said, "Because we just had a moment with God, you know, praising God and and celebrating what God has done in this young woman's life." Why am I telling you this story? When you know Jesus has done a whole lot for you by going to the cross, you know, and enduring, you know, the brutal beating and suffering and enduring our sins upon that cross, when you know that in your heart, it fills you with love. It fills you with something you cannot describe, but you want to share it. You want to share it with anybody that you meet. You want people to know that this Jesus is real. You want Jesus to know that this is the reason I'm willing to wear this silly little purple plastic thing, rubber thing on my arm so I could witness to how good Jesus is. It is that gratitude that wells up within you and you want that to overflow and tell somebody, this Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And this is why we take the time to, you know, to do the formation of our spirit, especially during the Lenten season, so that when we come to Easter Sunday in this place, all the faces will be smiling. People will be rejoicing, truly rejoicing from deep down inside because you know it's Jesus that lives within you. And when you are expressing gratitude unto God in Christ Jesus, it doesn't leave room for anything else. It means to say all the little gossip and all the other things. Yes, I am stepping on your toes. All the little things 
that we spend time with that is inconsequential. We don't worry about those things. We focus upon Jesus and we can say, God, I haven't been all that I have been or I needed to be with you, but I'm so thankful for your grace. I'm so thankful for your mercies that are new to me every day. I'm so thankful, God, that I'm getting the opportunity to be drawn closer to you, deeper to you, with you. I'm so thankful, God, that I can share what you have given me and bless someone else. Is that your testimony today? And if it is not, God's grace is still available. But he also says, don't stay where you are. Let's move from this place and trust me and allow me to fill you. But you have to do your part. You have to spend time. You have to spend time with God. You have to spend time serving. Yesterday at the pancake breakfast, to hear our guests say to us, Oh, I am so grateful for this church. There is this sister, these twin sisters, they always say this every time. They say, oh, I feel the spirit of God every time I come into this place. They said, you know, what you all do is so great. They said, we are checking out your Facebook. I'm hearing your sermons. These are are our brothers and sisters who are joining us for this pancake breakfast. Some of them have their church home. Some of them don't. Some of them are exploring, but... They are saying, they are so grateful for what this church is doing. The opportunities that we are presenting. So I say to you all, as Trish announced this morning, you know, coming, this coming Saturday, manna has a need. And we, the church, have an opportunity to go and to express our overwhelming gratitude for Christ by meeting people. I know some of you, you know, you are very shy at least when you are in the midst of other people that you don't know. But trust God and allow God to use you as an anointed vessel to reach out to somebody who is coming to receive because they have a need. So let's do that on Saturday. On Wednesday, I've always been fascinated to see what's happening on Wednesday. I know we have busy schedules. But Wednesday in Lent, when we create this sacred space for people to come and to fellowship with each other and to express gratitude unto God and to encourage each other, that's what Wednesday in Lent is all about. So this coming Wednesday is the last Wednesday in Lent. What a great opportunity to come and meet Christ in a special way through the people who are gathered. And yes, we meet some people that are hurting People that are broken and we are able to say our God in Christ Jesus is able to help you, to deliver you. And this is what we do. Making time for God. That's what Mary did. She she had chores to do and everything else. But she put the value at sitting at Jesus' feet. A priority. And trusting Jesus to work out all the other pieces in her life. And what a memorial unto her. We are even talking about her today in the 21st century. Wouldn't it be nice for somebody after our journey is over to say, you know, you touched my life. That person touched my life. That person introduced me to Christ. This person allowed me to see Jesus in him or her. And, as, and because of that, 
I came to know the grace and the mercy and the love of Christ. Ha, huh. overwhelming gratitude. It has to flow freely from within outward. And God is glorified. You are blessed. And your life continues to be a blessing to others. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, God, to express gratitude unto you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as we journey through the final weeks of this Lenten season, we pray that you would touch us in such a way, God, that we will be filled with your spirit. And, oh God, in that fullness, God, to reach out and, and to share with gratitude what you have given us in Christ Jesus and the continuing ways that you bless us. Help us to bless others in this week, God. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving and the people of God say together, amen, amen, and amen.